Spiritual Life Center. We greet you in the name of all that is good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. Increase my faith. I was thinking about some of those words in that song that says, increase my faith. Open my mind to the things I must know. What things to hold on to and what things to let go. I would say that probably sums up you know, all the spiritual growth. Because I always say spiritual growth is really nothing more about unlearning and releasing stuff that's blocking us from really fulfilling our true destiny. Anyway, we're talking about mastering our faith. And I was sharing a story about a friend of mine I've known for quite a long time. His name is Randy Gage, and he's very well known in his niche and as a speaker. And he's also a, you know, a thought leader in the field of prosperity. He's taken a lot of these ideas that we have utilized in this philosophy to really rise to the top of his field. And every week he writes a, a, a column, a missive, so to speak, called, what he calls Friday Philosophy. And he spells philosophy with F-F-I-L-O-S-P-H-Y, you know, kind of catch your attention. And this past Friday he happened to write on the topic of faith. And I said, that's good because I'm about to talk about faith. Let me see what I can learn from him. And... He was talking about the idea that faith plays a strong role in the principle of attraction, or what people call the law of attraction, you know, in, in, in the general words. And he noted that every great work, whether it's a project or a movement, is started by an idea. But what takes that idea to move into being real is the faith energy behind the idea. The faith makes the idea real. And it not only becomes real for the person who's the originator of the idea, but it also becomes real for the people around you. Because you have faith in the idea, others will see it as worthwhile as well. And he shared a personal story. He was writing about a project that he wanted to start a number of years ago. And he was looking for a number of partners to come in as investors to support you know, his idea. And, you know, Randy, Randy's a really brilliant guy, you know, high IQ kind of person. But he doesn't have a business plan. He didn't have any financials. He didn't have any of that stuff that you would normally think you need to try to attract people to support his idea. But he met a couple for lunch, and he wrote his idea. He sketched out his idea on a napkin. And here's my idea. He shared the idea. And one, he came away with $20,000 from that person. 
And they agreed to handle all of his website-related business and development for the idea. And then he talked to some other people. They gave him another $60,000. He was on a conference call, and he shared the idea. And they said, can we join in? And they gave him another $140,000 or $50,000. I said, man, you got, the, you got the Midas touch. <laughs> but he pointed out that because he had absolute faith in the idea that other people did as well. And his number one idea, his number one point was faith is contagious. And he posed this question. What is your faith or how is your faith? Now, the interesting thing about that word, it's not religious. You know, my friend, he doesn't call himself religious or spiritual at all. He would probably say that he's an, an agnostic or maybe even an atheist. And I say there's probably really no true atheist as an aside. As I mentioned earlier, an atheist is someone who has no invisible means of support. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, faith is not a religious thing or even a spiritual thing. Though religious people, people involved in religion, would have us to believe that faith has something to do with God by having faith in God, having faith in something outside of ourselves. And sometimes we may say, you know, I have a faith in God at times and other times I have little faith in God. And, you know, and we might be saying that, you know, sometimes I have a little bit of faith with me right here. But that person over there, they got a whole lot of faith. I wish I had their faith. Well, the fact of the matter is faith is always present. We have all the faith we're ever going to have or need. It is natural as breathing, it's as natural as hearing, it's natural as tasting. So there's no such thing as the absence of faith. And it may be shocking to some people who often say or hear that they have a lack of faith. But we have it all right now. So when we hear someone say, you know, I have a lack of faith, what they're really saying is that I have faith in the wrong things. I have faith in the wrong things. Fear is faith. Worry is faith. Insecurity is faith because that's where we're putting our faith energy into. It means believing in those things that often are negative rather than positive. So we listen to that song that says, increase my faith. Open my mind to the things I need to know and what I need to hold on to and what do I need to let go. You know, a lot of people have faith that they're broke. A lot of people have faith they're sick. A lot of people have faith that, that things are going to just go wrong in their lives. And someone may ask, ask me, well, do you really believe you can transfer your life through positive faith? But here's the deal. Faith does not change the nature of reality of a big R, I mean, ultimate reality that some would call a miracle. If you have enough faith, you can change things around. Here's the thing. If you open up a set of blinds and say, I'm in a room and it's dark and I open up all the blinds so that the light streams in through that open blind, we don't say some sort of miracle happened. So faith does not change reality. It doesn't change you or me, not the real you or me, because the real you or me is the same yesterday, today and forever. It is changeless. Faith changes what we appear to be in our own minds. It does not change the truth of who we are. 
but it tunes us into the truth and releases that truth to we, so we can see that true reality. And I think I remember from years ago when I was studying A Course in Miracles, they said a real miracle is nothing more than a change in perception. How are we seeing it? You know, there used to be a time in history that people thought the world was flat. But it was still round, whether they believed it or not. Just, as, just because they didn't know it, you know, they accepted that based upon their perception, what their belief was at that time. But that belief did not change the fact that the world has always been round. It didn't change it one whit. Just like believing in a round world does not change the non-existent flat world. When we pray or affirm for health, when we pray and affirm for any positivity in our life or so we don't have, you know, an uncurable condition. Understand our faith in some way, shape or form is involved in the condition. And we're not casting blame here. And I always tell people, you know, because we all have stuff that we go through. And I always tell people when people are going through stuff, never ask them, well, what in your conscience caused this? That's the worst thing you could say. Really? Because all of us on some level are, have unconscious beliefs. And sometimes those unconscious beliefs are collectively held by the society or the race consciousness, the collective consciousness together. So we all are caught up in that. So we have to heal our unbelief. But what positive faith does, it turns our focus from those negative appearances to the allness of God. It turns our appearances to the life. It turns our pyramids to health and wholeness and abundance. As that song says, increase my faith. Open my mind to things I need to know, the things I need to hold on and the things I need to let go. So we're not trying to change things. What we're doing, we're refocusing our attention to the one thing from the negative to the positive. Just like opening up those blinds, let the light shine through, and we're no longer focusing on the darkness, but seeing the light. And as I was coming up with this, I thought of that, that movie with John Belushi, uh, The Blues Brothers. I don't know if anybody watched that movie when he walked inside the church. I have seen the light. <laughs> anyway, I just came to my mind as I was coming up with this. You never know what goes through my mind at the time that I'm putting these things together. Anyway, I try to make it relevant. So if you haven't seen the movie, I recommend it to see. It's very, very entertaining. But one way to see the light, one way is to engage in positive faith, is to engage in what I call reversing the cursing. Now, many people think cursing means using profane words. I'm not talking about that in their language. Because real cursing is uttering things like, oh, I'm so tired. Oh, my back hurts. Oh, she makes me sick. She or she is a pain in my whatever. You don't understand. Every time I go to that place of employment, I see his or her face. I hear their name. I get so upset every time I think about them. That's what real cursing is. Because the moment we begin to curse that way, we're taking the great power of this universe, the great magnificence, the flow of the force, and we're using our faith faculty to reverse its flow in our lives and creating a perception of life that creates our experience. And then sometimes we begin to debilitate ourselves. We begin to steal our own energy. 
We begin to atrophy the creativity that is here for us. We begin to block the flow that's moving through our body temple. And then as a result, our mental, our mental body becomes polluted. Our emotional body becomes reactionary. Our physical body becomes the, taking the shape of the curse coming through our mouth. And it begins, we begin to age faster and create all kinds of toxins through the body temple. And next thing we know, we're becoming older faster and we're blocking the flow of the creative endeavor. Our intention is to be here for the force, for the presence, for God. And cursing causes us to go against that flow. And then we find ourselves railing against what we consider an external deity and find ourselves asking, what is happening to my life? What is happening to me? So we want to reverse the cursing and understand for some to have to do this, They've been in such a habit of, of speaking that way, they probably have to go through a long period of time of simply being quiet because they don't know what to say at this point. Because every time, usually, they open their mouth, there's a habitual cursing coming out, and they're having to do nothing but be quiet. But that's okay. Do us all some good and stop profaning the universe with cursing about the brokenness that you have, the tiredness that you have, the things that you never go your way. Oh, my God, what's going to happen today? I know it's going to be bad because yesterday was bad, so today is going to be bad, too. We're misusing our faith faculty, and we're creating a life conditions that do not reflect who we really are. So sometimes if we have nothing good to say, just say nothing. You know, just like they say, they'll go to a Quaker meeting. Well, you know, when they go to a meeting, they're just quiet. They're just silent. They don't say anything until spirit speaks through them. Just be quiet. And then you begin to master the direction of your faith. So we want to reverse the cursing. Understand that positive faith opens up the channel of our tremendous potential. There's always great potential to do things beyond the, what seems to be our human ability. You know, the philosopher and writer Henry David Thoreau reminds us that we can't, we can ultimately live the license of what he calls a higher order of beings. At the highest level of spiritual consciousness, we can tune in and resonate with a kind of vibration that enables us to see and sense things that we haven't seen before. That's a topic in and of itself, but we can get into that because you get really into esoteric stuff. But positive faith helps us not to think in terms of limitations, but think in terms of limitlessness. And when we accept limitation, we accept the statistical law of averages. But why be an average person? Why accept the average? Why not say, I'm going to live with the license of a higher order of being? People who do great things, their faith, raises their consciousness so they refuse to consult to statistics. Those statistics don't mean nothing to me. I'm licensing myself as a higher order of being. And this is what can happen when we engage in a believing consciousness. You know, I ran into a short video recently, YouTube, scanning through, find a new motivational uh, mentor. So about a 58-second clip. Here he is right here. If he could do it, this isn't a movie. He believed in himself, and you can too. 
Oh, man, you're going to put it on me like that? You can do anything that that you want. You can get, you can get singing lessons, get a better job, make more money. <laughs> you could be even like rich. You could live in a White House someday. You could be president. Oh, do what you want to do. You're it's not right. about up, up. It's not up to other people. It's true. It's up to you. <laughs> out of the mouths of babes so that's my new motivational speaker that I listen to in the morning when I start my day and he just gave a short version of his level one seminar but if he had more time he'd probably go a little deeper he'd say you know he would say something to the effect that you know you probably have to have a little caveat when you talk about the power of positive faith. Because it is true, as Jesus Christ said, that all things are possible to those who believe. Now, he didn't say that, you know, you can turn a swan into a duck. Or he didn't say you could be a non-musical person and become a worldwide concert pianist. He didn't say, James, you could become, you know, a world-renowned basketball player at this stage of your life. Ain't gonna happen. So he didn't mean to say that you could do something that's not part of your innate potential. You can only be you, and only you can be you. Only you can be you. Although through positive faith, you can release more of the you than you've ever done before. So mastering faith is about directing our faith faculty to undo, to, to get rid of those beliefs that do not serve us. So the vibration of the universe, the God force, the force that I call it, or the divine guidance can come through us so we can see ourselves at our highest and our best and not necessarily be hypnotized or distracted by the highly charged thought forms that come through the world, that come through our television sets and the beliefs of the day. So when someone says, you know, you're going to need five years of therapy to get through that, you know, you can say, you know, I put my faith, power, and direct to the truth of me that I'm a perfect expression and I affirm I'm living my best life now. Therapist is okay, but God is even better. Someone may say, you know, when you have a certain illness, you know, you, you, you deteriorate very rapidly. And say, I direct my faith energy to the truth that I am a being that's whole and a child of God. And I don't inherit sickness. And I affirm the healing energy of that presence in my life. Even if I have to leave from this dimension, there's nothing that is existing but life, life, and more life. Even beyond what we can see. Someone may say, but you have your age, you're hard to employ. And you can say, I direct my faith power to the truth that God did not make any spare parts. And I affirm that I am part of a divine plan. And we do that as we do our spiritual work to get into that consciousness. And we start mastering and start fortifying that positive faith. Oh, the surface mind will start rumbling and, you know, complaining and bringing up all kinds of stuff. It'll get a little nervous. They'll say things like, uh-oh, she praying again. Uh-oh, he's over there meditating again. 
Okay, they're, they're reading that inspirational daily word again. They're listening to Deborah's podcast again. Let's, oh, let's got it, get them. We got to distract them before they get too much remembering the truth of who they are. But our spiritual practice and faith mastery, we simply say, get thee behind me, crazy thought. Get behind me. And we eliminate what I call the static that drowns out the voice of the presence, the voice of the force. And we realize there's a light waiting to express itself and come through that window of our life so we can begin to be the shining example that we're here to be. And we eliminate any sense of separation between us and the spirit of the living God. And we'll begin to continue to worship and celebrate God in truth because that's the only language that spirit understands and God knows. And that language gets our consciousness, our awareness ready. And when that consciousness is ready, nothing, nothing, nothing can stop us. And we begin to master our faith energy. We begin to master our faith faculty. We begin to direct it to the things that we want to see in our life, and we will begin to increase our faith, recognizing that we're opening up our minds to the things that we need to know, letting go of that which does not serve us, and being in tune with the rest of who we really are. And to quote Beretta, that's the name of that tune today. <laughs> Peace and blessings to you. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center